bunch of pot liquors. 2024 has arrived. The time is not to look back now. The time is to look forward. It's a new year. A brand new year. You're numbered. Is this two or three? Is this the beginning of three for us? I think so. This is. It was two years ago we started this meager little podcast. 2021. It was. Yes. Yes. And we failed miserably a few times here this past year trying to get to the microphone. But you know what? Get over it. It's the best <laughs> we did the best we could. You've reached the Bushels and Barrels program. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and X is where you can find me. Sitting right beside me, as usual, is the perspiring patriot. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How's it going today? Good. It's chilly out. Got any New Year's resolutions? You know, I'm trying to think of one. This we- morning when we was drinking coffee, I asked <laughs> Jessica, I said, do you have any New Year's resolutions? And she told me her past ones. And what were they from two years ago? Uh, becoming a morning person. Which you've succeeded on. Yes. Yes, you are a morning person now, and I like it. Yes. Makes life a lot better yeah. around here. And last year, I think mine was uh, to vacuum more. <laughs> to vacuum more. <laughs> and I did succeed. <laughs> now, would I like to do it a little bit more? Yes. Yes, I would. What? Maybe I need to put dusting on my list for next year. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to keep up being a happy morning person. We're going to keep up vacuum, and now we're going to uh-huh. sprinkle some dusting in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, ladies and gentlemen, for next year, it'll be detailing vehicles. <laughs> yeah. Why not, right? Yeah. Right. I got pretty good at that this year, too, keeping my car clean. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps whenever Alden's getting a little bit older. Right. You know? Right. I remember back two years ago, whenever he was younger, you'd get him McDonald's or something, and mm. the French fries would just be everywhere, mm-hmm. behind the car seat, everywhere. I was just thinking about how different, like, my mom, when we were kids, she wouldn't let us eat in the car. Ever. Really? Yeah, that was a rule. Like, we just didn't eat in the car. And I'm like, when did I become the mom that wasn't like my mom? And when is it, why is it okay, why is it okay for him to eat in the car, a brand new car to us, you know, like a new car to us? And then when my mom had her car, she was like, no, we're not eating in the car. You'll wait till you get home. I'm just, (laughs) I'm going to guess something here. And I don't know if your childhood is like mine. You probably didn't eat out near as much. That's probably, that probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But I just remember there was no eating in the car. It, like just no eating in the car. You know, that would be a great way for me to lose some weight is to just make my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm not going to eat in a vehicle anymore. Okay. I would miss okay. so many meals. I thought you were going to say, I'm not going to eat out fast food this year. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. No, no, okay. no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could try to do it less. Yeah. But. Okay. No, I, I mean, during busy seasons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't stop. I eat driving down the road. I'm you know, you want to talk about people who say talking on a cell phone and driving is dangerous. Mm-hmm. No. Eating. Eating mm-hmm. is a lot more dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> than talking on a cell phone. What I'm going to do for fall and spring this year, I'm going to get better. I met so many women who actually do the whole food, buy the styrofoam like uh, plates and containers for the farm crew, and they cook for the farm crew every day, lunch and supper. And I think I'm going to try to do that this year for you. Okay. Even though, I mean, I know it's not like, I don't know. I don't know. I might be So bring it to the, the field and everything? Yeah, yeah. Why Even not? when we're combining beans? Yeah, I could leave it on the side of the road for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> In a plastic bag. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> she is deathly allergic to bean dust. Yeah. Of any sort. Like, I think I've said this on the podcast before, like, if I've been combining beans, if I've been hauling beans, cleaning a grain bin of beans out, I've got to strip down before I walk in the house. Like yeah. that's just it being on my clothes kills her. Yeah. Or so, on his, in his hair, on his yep. arms, yep. everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So did Santa come to you? Down. 
Santa, yes. Uh, he definitely came to Alden. He did, yeah. Alden, he came out pretty good. Yeah. This year. Got yeah. him a BB gun. Sure did. That's awesome. Yep. So um, Santa put the gun on the mantle because it's a gun. So that's pretty, I mean, so he didn't <laughs> see it right away. Right. So um, that was exciting for him. And uh, Santa brought him a little bitty mini drone. Right? Yep. That thing's pretty cool. Yeah, it thing, is. The he, thing is about the size of the palm of your hand. If yeah. you just have an average size. Yeah you know palm i mean it's not uh-huh. big at all he's getting good at flying that thing so that's fun yeah and um well uh you had got me a christmas gift i did airpods i did mm-hmm. i'm tired of you taking mine that's true <laughs> <laughs> we threw away three cases of airpods and i know people are going to be like oh you can get those repaired for nothing and yeah we didn't we can didn't. you I have no idea. I don't have any idea if you can I get would, AirPods repaired either. I don't know if people can do it. Why not? I mean, so anyways, instead of taking them, and we are also in the middle of nowhere, so I would have to drive an hour just to take them somewhere. So yeah. um, anyways, they just stayed in our junk drawer. Yep. And Ryan tossed them all out. I did. <laughs> and got me a new pair. So Well, because you always had mine, <clears throat> so I would be looking for another mm-hmm. pair, and I'd always pick up a pair and go run, mm-hmm. and only one of them would work. Right. One and of the I, that is yeah. so annoying. Yeah. I don't. I know a lot yeah. of people walk around with just one AirPod in, but I can't do it. Yeah. I, I, you got to fill both my ears if you want me to listen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, not good at multitasking, I guess. You had a good Christmas. I did. Yeah. I had a very good Christmas. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. Oh. Just about, you know, like, we had Christmas together, and we're just talking about how good our Christmas was. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> with all the turmoil and crap that goes on in the world, like I've said before, just look inside your own home. Mm-hmm. Make your own home your world, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to worry about what's going on outside as much, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. Yeah. Or did. I try to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, didn't go anywhere. Um, The podcast has done what the podcast does. Okay. Uh, you remember at the end of the show... A couple of weeks ago, talking about the missing truck driver uh-huh. from uh, Iowa. So far, yeah. As far as I know, there hasn't been a whole lot of new news associated with that. However, the podcast does what the podcast does, okay. And a guy got a hold of us mm-hmm. from in that area, uh, unbelievably, actually, totally believably. <laughs> he reached out and he said, "Hey." You know, I'm I'm from the area. I'm your story is almost spot on. He said, if you'd like me to come on and talk about it. And I'm just sitting here thinking, if we could help in any which way using our microphone, let's do it. You know? So we'll be checking in with him here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna tell you what he knows from, you know, boots on the ground in the real world up there. So that'll be a good one. Um otherwise, you know what I think we need to do is I need to make some sort of resolution to make this podcast a little bit more of a priority. Okay. Because I just feel like I've completely failed this past year at the pod. Maybe not completely, but this this crap of going two months without doing one, month and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- there's, um, there's a gentleman, I-, I won't mention a name at all, because I know he's not looking for sympathy, but there's a gentleman that, that reached out and messaged me, who I don't know from Adam. I don't know. I just know he's a pot licker. <laughs> and uh well he is and uh he just he said basically in a nutshell uh, i'm going through a real tough time in my life right now uh my dad is is suffering brain cancer and i just want you to know that you and tony's podcasts both really helped me get my mind off things mm. and it it broke my heart to read that but it made me kind of step back and go <laughs> 
maybe this is just a little bit more important to some people than it is me. And if I can just give some of my time and make their day better because they're having a worse day than I am, Mm -hmm. I think I need to make it more of a priority. Even if, even if it means I don't go in and I don't do, you know, three hours worth of research to come up with five stories that's worth talking about. And we just come in and shoot the crap, talk about whatever's off the top of our mind that we've been reading, seeing, and otherwise. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's, that's a good plan. I mean, um, plans change too. It's going to be tough during spring and fall. I know that. You know, we, we struggle with prioritizing our family life and the things that we have to get done, like work and stuff. And, and then setting time aside to do the podcast. Like I said before, and I've said many times, I don't get date nights. I get podcast days, you know, with you. This is a time for us. That's very true. I mean, not that we don't see each other in the morning and in the evening, but we don't spend, you know, every waking moment together, even though I work from home, you Mm -hmm. know, in the wintertime, it slows down a little bit for you, but not very, not a whole lot. So, um, to prioritize family time for us is, is a thing. I mean, it's a thing and to go on trips here and there, little bitty trips, and then, you know, maybe a big trip every now and then. Um, that's kind of, that, that's important too. So struggle. So the balance between, you know, our, our hobby that's fun for us and keeping it fun. Yeah. Right. And keeping it fun too, because it doesn't, you specifically don't want it to seem like another job Yeah. to me. I'm just talking just to talk, I guess, Right. (laughs) (laughs) but I keep up with the, you know, the current events and stuff going on. So I'm interested in it. So it's easy for me Yeah. and and you're interested in it too, but then you don't want to get to a point where you like you said, do three hours of podcast or three hours of research and finding five to 10 articles, articles that you're. And I, and you know, the articles, some of them, like they're very relevant, but I don't want to talk about them. They're being talked. Most of them are being talked about like everywhere, everywhere, all the time. You don't need my opinion on them. You can get that opinion. I want the ones that are kind of fun that like nobody may have heard too much Mm -hmm. about, or, you know, the ones you'd really have to dig for. Well, uh, speaking of current events, how do you feel about Trump being taken off the ballot and then put back on in Colorado? I mean, imagine <laughs> the man has been convicted of nothing. Yeah. He hadn't even been charged with insurrection, let alone taken to trial and convicted of insurrection. It has not happened. Do you insurrection know that- is only a word that the that the media, the liberal media mm-hmm. has used and painted Trump as some sort of insurrectionist. He's not. He didn't do a damn thing. Let's peacefully and patriotically move toward Congress and and and, and you know display our. Um, he didn't even say anger. You know, mm-hmm. make our voices heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He 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 didn't tell anybody go tear into the White House or go tear into Congress and right. go through the walls and tear the shit out of places and go yeah. sit on Pelosi's desk. He yeah. didn't say that and he never would have. No politician that I know would have. Well, anyways, there's But that. what do I think? I think it's I think it's a sham. I think it's bullshit. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not fair. He's a, he's an, he's a I mean, right now a private individual, just like me or you. He doesn't hold a public office of any sort. Granted, he's a former president, but he's running for pres- the presidency again. He has there is nothing to disqualify him from being on the ballot. I know you know what it is. They're scared shitless of the guy. That's what it is. The Democrats mm-hmm. know they're going to get their ass whipped, and they're afraid they're not going to be able to cheat hard enough to beat him this time. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 
They're not worried about DeSantis because they're not talking about this. You know, the people talking about DeSantis are Republicans, not Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, all the hate that's going towards DeSantis is from Republicans, uh. especially on Twitter. If you guys are on Twitter at all and uh. follow any of the same people I yeah. do, it's like, good grief. This is exhausting. Yeah. You would think that. I it mean, is. some of the stuff that I read about DeSantis, I just shake my head, especially coming from some of the people that I really respect. I'm like, this guy's not a liberal Democrat, and I don't think he's establishment. Personally, <laughs> I don't. But what did you just kind of roll your eyes for when I said that? Do you think he is? No, I just get sick of hearing about the high heels. Like, okay, so whatever. Yeah, he, big deal. He wears inserts in his shoes, whatever. Big deal. Like, he deal. lied about his height, whatever. Big deal. <laughs> like, I don't care. But Donald Trump gets spray on tans, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Tell yeah. me how that's Tell me how that's going to cost me money. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Tell me how that's going <laughs> to shove some sort of crap down my kid's throat mm-hmm. that is not Christian and he mm-hmm. doesn't need to be learning. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting, though. Tucker put out an interview a few days ago. I don't know. I think it was on Christmas Eve, actually. And he was interviewing Frank Underwood, which is actually Kevin Spacey, who plays Frank Underwood, the president of uh, the series called House of Cards. Yeah, he's the president of the United States, right? Yes. On the House of Cards. Yes. Yeah. And so he interviews the character... Frank Underwood. Which we listened to that on the way home on Christmas night from yes. your mom and dad. What is it, seven, seven minutes, minutes, something like that? Interview. Yeah. yeah. And it's the most bizarre thing in the world, it folks. Is. It is. Tucker Carlson, who is, in my opinion, a rock star of a journalist, he actually tries to get to the bottom of stuff. Interviewing an actor's character mm-hmm. in a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, that, what's your let that sink in. That would be like Tucker Carlson interviewing Tom Cruise, but not interviewing Tom Cruise, interviewing Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> this blows my mind. Because yeah. when Jess told me this, I was like, this is this is the dumbest well, thing going, I've ever heard. It was going crazy on Twitter. And I'm like, what the heck? And eventually, you know, I found out about it on New Year's Eve and I'm in bed reading Twitter. That's what I kind of do to, I just kind of go to sleep reading Twitter. Right. <laughs> and so... Um, I was like, I'm not going to turn this interview on and wake Ryan up because he's right next to me. I'll just listen to it tomorrow. And the, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, this is weird. This is the wildest thing ever. So I'm telling Ryan about it. And it got me intrigued. So I'm like, House of Cards was such a good, and I never finished the whole series, um, but it was such a good, you had to pay attention. I mean, it shows the the disgustingness. Now I know when I first watched it, I had no idea. And I wasn't awoken, awake, <laughs> I guess you <laughs> back when I watched it in what, 2018, 2019? Yeah. Or maybe 2020. Anyway, um, but it was really good. And so I turned it back on. And the foreshadowing in this series, the last two days I've been painting Alden's room. So I throw that in my ear and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, holy cow. The things that, ha- that I mean, the like things said, that are happening in this Hollywood show that was produced three, four, five years ago, a long time or ago. more, yeah, actually more because Rush used to watch it. It's crazy, it, yeah, and like it's all playing out right now. I mean, they're talking about data, metadata. They're talking about the Jordan Valley, um, like the Gaza Strip. They're talking about Hamas and Hezbollah and um, Israel and Russia. It's just unreal so in all, the it, only thing that i haven't heard yet is ukraine and maybe they do make a reference and i'm not a huge big fan of the show i just turned it back on and i'm like oh my gosh 
Yeah. And the DO, the DOD and the DOJ, like, um, arresting people for freedom of speech, journalists and throwing them in jail and stuff. It's, it's unreal. Like the, yeah. what we've seen the last three years has happened in this show years and years ago. Yeah. And you, it's, re- it's weird. So for the, if you guys haven't watched look, go look it up. I mean, even if you're not on Twitter or whatever, just go look it up. Just just give yourself seven minutes to mm-hmm. watch Tucker Carlson interview this fictitious character. Mm-hmm. But what was your theory? Um, okay, so Kevin Spacey got blackballed and thrown off of Netflix because of something okay. that he was never convicted of but only accused of. Yes. Okay, which... Do you remember what it was? I have no idea. Probably sexual it, assault. It was, and I think it had something to do with a minor, but I'm okay. not for sure. Okay. Don't mark my words on that part. But yes, Netflix uh, threw him, kicked him to the curb. And so he's gone. But, but House of Cards it's, could, is arguably the show that built Netflix, that got it off the ground, started it. Really? Because it was so popular. And it was it was the it was the program, if I if I'm remembering correctly, it was the program that opened the door for every other series, be it on Amazon, Netflix, anything, because the popular way of thinking back then is if you're going to produce a, a weekly program, you know, like CSI Miami or something, mm-hmm. it's got to be on the big three networks. It's got to go over the air. Mm-hmm. You can't have it so exclusive that only the people on Netflix, you're going to get enough subscribers yeah. to pay for this show and the production of it yeah. just to be on Netflix. It's just not going to work. House of Cards blew that out of the water, like completely destroyed that way of thinking. Well, then after that, you have Stranger Things that come on. And I mean, mm-hmm. you name mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the shows. Hell, you can go through the Netflix catalog right now and just find is show Stranger after Things show a, after show. Is Stranger Things a Netflix or is that like a Hulu? It was Netflix. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know all the history of uh, House of Cards and how it opened the door to Netflix. I didn't, I didn't know any yes. of that. So, okay. so Netflix blackballs Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, you know, <laughs> go listen to the interview. I mean, he's right. Kevin Spacey helped build Netflix just by his acting in that program. And then Tucker Carlson took the seven o'clock central time slot at Fox news Mm -hmm. from Bill O'Reilly. Whenever, I mean, there are a lot of people who thought, man, you just can't get much better than that guy just Mm because he was entertaining. Mm -hmm. And Tucker just took that to another level and Tucker got blackballed. So my theory, and I don't know, I don't have any inside information, but after seven (laughs) minutes of listening to this going down the road, this interview, my theory is that Kevin Spacey, who was blackballed, Tucker Carlson, who was blackballed, Tucker Carlson just started his own network, the Tucker Mm -hmm. Carlson network. Mm -hmm. I bet you anything there may, I don't know, I'm not going to bet you anything. I wonder if there is a program getting ready to come out with Kevin Spacey in a it, spin-off. a spinoff of House of Cards yeah. that is going to be just as good. That's just if what I'm wondering. Better with if more not better. secrets yeah. <laughs> revealed. Right. I just wonder. Because they did a six series and I'm on like listening to it pretty religiously here. And Ryan's like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, House of Cards. What do you mean? What am I listening to? And I'm a person who I can turn a show on in my ear and my imagination can fill in the blanks. I don't have to sit down and watch a show. That's and why see I, who's actually talking. Yeah. You just yeah. recognize voices. Yeah, yeah. So I'm recognizing voices and I'm listening to... Um, I'm just listening to everything. And of course, there's going to be like context clues inside of a video that you're not going to see because you're only listening to it, which sure. is fine. 
but I can kind of fill in, fill in the spots. So it's been very entertaining because it's been so spot on. I'm like, what? I didn't catch up. I didn't catch that. Like, you know, three years ago or four years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago now, which we just, (laughs) I don't know. We got into life and we just quit watching it. Didn't we? I mean, we never finished the series that I can remember. You're the type of person partner. Oh, I remember what turned me off. <laughs> oh, yep. it was the uh, it was the the gay scene. Yeah, yep. And and there's there's yep. You that's know, DC what it was. DC. Now that we know what's coming out, and you know, rhinos and all the stuff that we just weren't paying attention to back back then. DC's disgusting. Oh yeah. And I know Garrett Ziegler, who worked in the White House. Um, he was like, it is a cesspool of nothing but just people you know having affairs and people um doing nasty things in state buildings and all kinds of just nasty yeah so um this has i mean it's pretty realistic yeah and then ryan gets he's just like i'm not interested in ever watching that ever again yeah was it kevin spacey that kissed another guy on mm -hmm. that show yeah and the second i'm telling you folks you call me homophobic you you call me whatever you want i really don't care Mm. i don't want to see it right I don't, that's not the way God wanted it. Yeah. And I just don't want to see it. And I don't yeah. want it coming through my TV because I don't want to get used to seeing it. Right. Because I don't want to get used to seeing it and then Alden walk in and see it. Yeah. That's just, that's end of story. Yeah. And you can, you can call me whatever name you want. I'm a backwards hillbilly, homophobe, racist, whatever. I don't really care. That's the way it is. And I guarantee you God is on my side in that thinking. Mm. I, j- I know he is. So you never, and, and I actually wasn't going to go down that road. I was just going to say that you're the type of partner who's like, yeah, you watch three shows and then you get busy and then you never show up for the next show. That does happen <laughs> from time to time. Most of the time. But like House of Cards was so damn good. <laughs> it was so good. You think, I, think I you wanted made it, to watch it in the evening. I think you made it to like two or three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Before that all happened. And they've got six out and I don't even know that I've watched all six. Yeah. Or listen to, I'm not there yet. So. Right. But, um. Anyways, yeah, very, very, very good. Very interesting. Right. The things that are happening now. I mean, and right now they're talking about gun control. And it went as far as to say, you know, the president hired somebody, um, a journalist to come in and and shoot a gun at him so that he could, you know, push gun control laws. So it's very interesting how, how this is kind of all playing out in our world today. Yeah. What they, what was in Hollywood has now become reality. Yeah. In life. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was probably reality back then. We just didn't know about so it. So as you're listening to this, because I doubt that I turn it back on and watch it, mm-hmm. uh, is are, are, is there a bunch of transgender stuff in it? No, I haven't gotten to that part. If there are, if there is, I haven't, I haven't gotten okay. back into it. Okay. Gotten that far yet. Just talking about foreshadowing and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. now just this past week, what would the, the head of the space force is a transgender man. Mm. I, I, you know what's Lord help us. You know what's funny too is that we haven't heard anything about the space force in the last. No, three we years. haven't. We haven't up until now. I mean, yeah. Now yep. this is making news. I don't know. Weird, right? The news comes at you so hard and so fast, and it's always almost always stuff like <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, is this really a joke? Yeah. We have got to be such a laughing stock to the rest of Guaranteed the world. Guaranteed, we are. I mean, Guaranteed. such a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Which I've got some stories here in my stack that we'll get to where right. I'm sure they are. But let's get uh, going. Let's get going. Uh-huh. All right, hey, uh, let's uh, go to the phones right now. Let's meet Mr. Chris Larson. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Just got done with the old COVID nineteen. How are you today, Ryan? <laughs> COVID, COVID, like the sickness. Yeah, sick? COVID. 
Oh, I've had chest colds worse. I wouldn't say I was necessarily sick. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're better. I'm glad you're better. And I'm glad you reached out. I mean, the podcast does what the podcast does. And, and it's always hard telling who's listening and what, what geographic area they're from. And, and you, you are basically boots on the ground where David Schultz has went missing. Are you not? Yep. I'm about, oh, I'd say probably less than 10 miles straight east of where his truck disappeared from. Oh, wow. Where, yeah, where they found it, I guess? Yeah, where they found it. Okay, okay. And so the feller picks up a load of pigs, a load of piglets, and he leaves. He's caught a few miles down the road at a gas station on camera, right? Yep, yep. So They're we know at, he made it that uh, far. Go yep. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I believe the truck stop was like mile marker 126, I think is it's called. Okay. But it was closed. It was closed. Okay. See, I was always, yep. a, nobody, nowhere in I, where I read anything, did they say the truck stop was closed? It, was it closed for the evening or, or not even open yet? Uh, it was closed for the evening. I believe uh, it said they closed at 10 and this was a little after 11 is when he was caught on camera, I believe. Okay. Okay. And he was just, I guess, checking his load or securing any, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just, I would guess he's just looking at the truck trailer, you know, kicking the tires, kicking tires. Right. Right. All nine yards. And then he left there. And as I described a couple weeks ago in the podcast, uh, they basically traced his cell phone all the way to where he could have turned left to go into Sac city to unload the pigs or turn right. And to go who knows where, and the truck turned right, went up how far, and, and then they pulled over and shut the engine off in the middle of the road? Yeah, so when he uh, got off Highway 20, he should have turned left to go probably three miles to Sack and then make go back west. But uh, somehow that truck turned northbound and probably went, oh, four and a half, five miles, and came up to the intersection of those two highways. And then... Uh, that truck was found, I mean, in the middle of the lane, uh, probably not even, I wouldn't even guess 200 yards past the stop sign. Like you said, with the truck turned off, lights off, everything else. Bizarre. So bizarre. So yeah, when, did, crazy. when did you learn, like the, the, it was what, Tuesday night he left and by Wednesday they knew like what the hell happened to him? Where did he go? Is that, am I right there in my timeline? Um, yeah, so November 21st is when they, um, called him missing, which would have been that Tuesday, but they didn't, for some, I I don't understand how a a truck sits in the middle of the highway for 16 hours or so, and it doesn't get called in. Is that a well-traveled road? Um, when we were out doing the searches, we've seen a lot of fair share of grain trucks in uh, about, oh, oh, about a mile and a half to the east is a uh, hog trailer washout that this guy who hauls pigs, he's got like 10 trailers, and uh, they have their own private washout. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think that there should have been a little more traffic. I mean, not a whole lot, but somebody. But, but more than four cars went past it in 16 hours. Yeah, more more cars than that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, so how uh, did you get involved in the search? So November 22nd, 
which would have been what was that Wednesday or Wednesday I believe it was um, about ten thirty. I got a my pager went off for the fire department and they uh, so had requested anybody. You're a volunteer firefighter. Are you a volunteer? Yep, I'm a volunteer. Okay. okay. Yep, in the I mean the next town over five miles, uh, just east of Sac City, and uh, they paged us out at ten thirty and said uh, pretty much just anybody who's available to search, bring ATVs, UTVs, and uh, we got to each fire department got stationed at a certain section around where the truck was found to look. Is this ten thirty p.m. or a.m. A.M. ten thirty. Okay, and this would have been the day before Thanksgiving. Yep, the day before Thanksgiving. Okay. So. So, we searched for oh shoot, I until three thirty four o'clock that evening, and uh, there was just no sign, no sign of nothing. I mean, we searched a bunch of abandoned buildings and uh, searched a whole bunch of CRP, and it was just like he had just vanished. There was. Was, not a sight. was there snow on the ground whenever you were searching? I remember back then there was Facebook videos or, and pictures of snow being on the ground. When you started the search at 1030 that morning, had it snowed yet or not? No, it had not. So uh, the day of Thanksgiving, I had actually just gotten done eating Thanksgiving dinner, and I had went to go check uh, one of my cows that are about ready to go into labor, and uh, they had called again for the fire department to uh, do an extended 90-minute search on the 23rd. And uh, so we did that and uh, searched a little more ground, but there was still nothing to be found or not even a trace to be found. Like nothing? Nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, at this point, did you know that his wallet and cell phone were left in the truck? His wallet still had all the cash in it. Did you know that the, the... I, I, I suppose what I'm reading is correct. I mean, you need to verify if I'm if what I'm reading is right. But am I right there about the wallet and the uh, and the cell phone still in the truck and the wallet was still loaded with cash? Yeah. So when we first got there on the first day of the search, um, some of the deputies had kind of filled us in on what was going on. I mean, to an extent, they couldn't say everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they had said that the you know the truck was shut off, wallet was left. Uh, ID was left, just pretty much everything was left, but he was gone. Was there indeed a coat across the road in the ditch or somewhere relatively close to the truck? Uh, Yeah, it was somewhere near the truck. I don't know exactly what ditch it was in because obviously they had all that picked up by the second day that they had been dealing with that because when we went out there, when they called the fire departments, the truck had already been... uh, they had another semi come in back up to the trailer, unload the pig. And oh. then they hauled the trailer away to do fingerprints and everything like that. Okay. Okay. So but, yeah. But, have they heard anything about that or? Um, as far as I know, I don't think any forensic really came back to say anything other than David, but don't quote me on that. Just, we just haven't heard anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, I mean, I can only imagine, uh, I'm sure you got friends that are in the ag community up there that's either hauling grain, hauling pigs, hauling cattle, things like that. I guess everybody's probably on pins and needles up there in that general area, like no answers, not even a clue as to where this guy went. I mean, I, I, what what's people's sentiment like that up there? Oh, it was 
it was everybody is very on edge and uh you used to driving alongside this highway 20 that goes from side of the state to the other side of the state um pig haulers cattle haulers you know you'd see them pulled off on the just on the exit ramp sleeping you don't you don't see that anymore yeah they just, i can only imagine they don't pull over i can only imagine that's wild yeah and you know i've got i've got a few good buddies that haul cattle too and you know they just they would not just leave their truck like that they're i mean they're these uh livestock haulers they're just a different type of breed they just love doing what they do yeah yeah and that's all they want to do and almost every lives even around here in southern illinois you get on the road and you see a livestock hauler most of the time those are pretty shined up trucks they, they take a lot of pride in what they do and obviously oh yeah those guys always run all night because an auction gets over at two or three in the afternoon at that point right there you got to go pick the animal up and then deliver it wherever it goes and that's generally an all-night run Mm-hmm. so uh the 24th of November, or no, the 25th, I believe it was, the United Cajun Navy stepped in. Which I had never and heard of those people until I was saw them I on had, Facebook. I had never heard of them either. But uh, they uh, searched south of Fort Dodge at this place called Brushy Creek. It's pretty much just like a, I've never been, but it's kind of like a lake campground type thing. And they searched that. Uh, because of uh, they had a cell phone of him, which I'm guessing is from him being at the truck stop. But uh, that Saturday morning is when it snowed, when they went to do the first search with all the volunteers. Okay. That's when it snowed. And I'd say it probably snowed one or two inches. I mean, pretty much just covered the ground. Right. Uh, So then... uh, a A snow seems like that would have been a good thing to have the day that he went missing because perhaps he could at least maybe have saw some tracks or evidence of a struggle or something. Yeah. So I know they said, um, they did. And Sarah has mentioned this in her interviews too. Um, they did find, uh, David's foot tracks by the truck, but that was it. They didn't, I mean, there was no sign of anything. I mean, other than his shoe print on the ground or the gravel. Really out there where they found the truck. Out there where they found the truck. Yep. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Yeah. It, and that was the, like I said, that Saturday was the start of the United Cajun Navy of their start of their big search. And then uh, that Sunday, I went out and met them and uh, took them. I, had, I brought a four-wheeler and took a couple other guys who brought four-wheelers and ATVs and went and searched a little more stuff that we weren't able to find or be able to search with the fire department and stuff. And like I said, there's just, it's just like, he just got up and vanished. It's without like, a trace. yeah, it's like he ascended to heaven. Like he's just gone. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. And, uh, you know, before David even went missing, we had a gentleman who lived, uh, about two miles South of me go missing by the name of Mark Reesberg. And, uh, while they were looking for David, they had actually found, this Mark Reesberg in a abandoned farm place where he had, uh, unalived himself. Really? So, I mean, we at least got to find someone who had been missing also, but there was no foul play in that. No foul play in that. Okay. That was just, he, uh, he had been going through some stuff and you know yeah. how that goes. Went out and took his own life. Okay. I got you. 
I got you. But yeah, hundred hundred thousand acres they searched that United Cajun Navy, and it's just nothing come up. Now you and I mean they were they were ten miles. I mean they were even way past my house because they found that mark uh, a mile east of me. So you know they came probably twelve miles from where his truck was found. Huh. Just searching and searching. Unreal. Just unreal. So it's, what's the local... You know, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. That's all right. Um, so what are the locals saying? Or what's the, like, the rumor mill? Well, you know, you have all the... You got a lot of people saying that, um, well, maybe he just wanted to start a new life, wanted to do this. And uh, I don't really believe that much as so, you know, because he had two, the guy had $2,000 in his pocket, you know. And it was still there he in wanted the truck. to do that, he, he, he would have taken the money, maybe not his ID or something. But if he wanted to leave, you need a little bit of money, you know. That or you um, need help from somebody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I almost think, you know, there's a lot of people that think he saw something that, he shouldn't have because uh i was actually just watching another interview with sarah the so other day sarah is his and, wife uh, sarah his wife and do you know sarah um my mom went to school with her i don't know her on a personal level level like okay. i have her on facebook okay okay but uh this one article it uh the guy david rents his trailer from said he had made the same route same deal same place the night before david and, did you know david did yep so he did the same i'm guessing that meant he went to eagle grove came back to sac city the night before hauling a load of piglets hauling a load of piglets yep okay but uh back to the the rumor mill um you know like i said there's guys saying that he wanted to start a new life but uh so sarah was married before david and she had gotten divorced, and she got her tubes tied. And uh, her and David realized later down the road that they wanted to have kids again. So they did the in vitro process. And Sarah said that in a few interviews. And, uh, you know, it's just, it would be hard. I, I just don't think somebody who would go through all that process. To, the in vitro uh, process. Right. Right. Yeah. Just to wake up one day and just be like, I'm out. Right, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's uh, we're almost, a lot of people are thinking he he saw something at those hog sites that he shouldn't have seen. Which the rumor mill was that there is some pretty pretty sketchy things that had gone on. At like, that what do you mean? How, how? What kind of sketchy things happen at hog sites? And this is just my um, I'm just naive <laughs> to it. I'm ignorant to the entire process of picking up piglets. So. Yeah, what could yeah, you have seen at so, a hog size? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth because you know that's just the rumor mill. But they they had said that um, they were they could have possibly been making uh, some meth. Oh, and oh, the people working there. That type. The people working there. Yelp. Oh. But that's just it's all that's hearsay. hearsay and yeah. rumors. Yelp. Yeah. But you know that would make sense. You know if he did see something like that the night before or that night. Um, right. I had, I had a person actually message me. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's on Facebook um, that lives 
somewhere in Iowa. I can't even say if they live within a hundred miles of this place. I don't, I don't have any idea, but yep. um, they, they said they heard a rumor that perhaps something happened to David at Eagle Grove where he, is that what it's called? Eagle Grove? Eagle Grove is the town. Um, he loaded, I think, just northwest of there, just a few okay. miles. Okay, so but where? So at Eagle Grove, or wherever he loaded up the piglets, this person said they had heard a rumor that maybe David never made it back into the truck. Somebody did something to David, and then the people that did something to David actually moved his semi to where y'all found it the next day. The only thing that tells me I don't think that happened was because he was on camera at that that truck stop. Yep, and uh, this is just my belief. I think someone either followed him in uh, to the to the ramp, or the off ramp, or whatever, or he stopped to help somebody. I mean, because I mean, what? How else do you? Unless you had, like you had said on the other podcast, you know, unless somebody was in his sleeper, but. Um, when he got out to check his truck at that truck stop, you you would have thought he would have seen something or been maybe in a little more panic. Because uh, at the truck stop, they said he did, you know, scroll through his phone or whatever. He took and a break. Everything seemed to be fine. Yeah. yeah just kind of, so something happened between there and uh, where his truck was found. It just doesn't make sense right. at all. What gets me is just nobody else has come forward that has said, you know, um, you know, somebody, somebody did say they saw that, they saw that truck parked at five 40 in the morning in the middle of the road and thought, what the hell? But they didn't really ask too many questions, but that at least that is a dot on the timeline. Okay. The truck was there and David was gone. Mm -hmm. You would think that somebody, somebody else traveling that, that road between 1240 AM where the cell phone shows the truck stopped and five. 20 or 5 30 in the morning where that one person said yeah I, I went around that truck you would think somewhere in between those two times somebody else would have drove around that truck and thought boy this is freaking weird yeah and uh like i had said earlier there's another guy that uh hauls pigs around the area and i was telling you about that washout about oh mile or two just straight east one of their drivers actually seen the truck there i think at like Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, but they just thought maybe he had pulled over. Yeah, but uh, to sleep or whatnot. But like I said, that truck was that truck was in the middle of the road. It wasn't even pulled off on the gravel with shoulder. the it lights was, off. It, yeah, <laughs> it that's just in the middle of the part. night. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, if a guy would, if it was broke down, you'd at least have your hazards on. Even, yeah. Even if you shut every other, that. yeah. Even if you shut every other light off, you'd shut all your chicken lights off. But you, you at least leave the hazards on if you're broke down or something like that. I mean, so therefore, I, it just makes me wonder. Anybody that drove around that thing in the middle of the night, in the middle of the road, not a light is on, not even a flasher. It's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's just unreal. And uh, that day we did that search, there was a couple guys because oh, I'd say there's probably four or five hog sites around the area. And uh, there was a couple of gentlemen that stopped us because they had almost hit it going to do chores in the morning. And then they came back, you know, drove right back it by it in the morning when in the daylight. And they uh, said the truck was still there and they thought it was weird. But, you know, nobody just nobody called it in. Yeah. Which is just odd to me. Yeah. When a truck's sitting in the side of the or in the center of the road, no hazards, no person, no nothing. 
Yeah. I mean, well, that's all, just pretty weird. Well, it also kind of tells me, and this is just me living 600 miles from you, it also kind of tells me that uh, no state police or deputies go up and down that road very often. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I don't know, that we just, it, it's a it's a highway, but it's not one that gets traveled. I mean, your locals, you know, your feed truck drivers, your, but nothing to where, nothing that like gets patrolled right. by the sheriffs, you know, right. regularly. I got you. I got you. Um, but. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, David, uh, he, he didn't only just have that red truck. He was actually uh, working on another truck, another Peterbilt, that Sarah said he was excited to uh, get running. He, he must have just bought it and fixed it up, and, and the only thing it needed was a headlight to get it back on the road. So he had so, something to look forward to. Yeah, something to look forward to. And like I said, you know, these, these livestock haulers, they're a different breed. They just they love what they do, and it's just their way of life. Right, right. And, you know, a guy that is looking forward to something, you know, like a like a new truck getting ready to be put on the road, you know, that's yeah, he's that, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, it kind of spells spells out even more. He didn't just walk away from his life. Mm-hmm. So and I I think I I was perusing the Internet yesterday as I was doing show prep. I saw in the Des Moines Register where they're offering a two thousand dollar reward for any information. Yes. So I was actually, it popped up on my Facebook. I was scrolling through Facebook earlier and, uh, Sarah was talking about it. And, uh, cause I think it's gone over $2,000 now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the United Cajun Navy and, uh, was more on getting that going and with the help of the banks and, and whatnot to get that for Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, where where's the investigation now? I mean, I suppose that Iowa has a, some sort of bureau investigation or something like that. Are they involved, or do you know? The Iowa DCI Department of Criminal Investigation were supposed to be doing investigation. We haven't really heard any more updates, and um, like on Facebook, Sarah doesn't. Uh, she says that the, she's not getting a lot of information from their sheriff's department either. You know, they just. They, there's no updates to give, so there. I I almost think it's it's just cold. It's it sounds cold certainly like it's just ended cold here. Yeah, it's I, you know, and I had uh, seen another interview with Sarah, and you know, she was talking about her father. Father-in-law was saying, well, maybe the the cartel or somebody needed a driver. You know, it's just coming up with every possible thing. But yeah, you know, I mean, when when something like this happens you know it everything's possible you know? oh yeah Something. you exactly you have to look down every avenue when you don't have a clue for any of them exactly and that's where it's, it's hard for an investigation because you know you, you got your truck you, okay so we can search around that but if we've got no signs of struggle or tracks or nothing that you know right you really have nothing right no blood no i mean and i don't want to I, i'm glad they didn't find blood you know, indicating yep. a, a, a massive struggle of some sort, but whenever you just, it's almost like somebody got away with the perfect crime here mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. what it sounds like. It's, it, I, you know, 
like I talking to you, I'm speechless about this because you just you just sit back and look at it after searching and searching and searching, and there's just nothing, and you you're just like, okay, what the heck happened here? Yeah, and, you um, know, the community has really come together um, for Sarah and searching. You know, we there is probably hundreds of people, and you know, Sarah's got a GoFundMe right now to help with the uh, expense of the semi because I guess she's keeping that. And, uh, that is about to, uh, $15,000. Yeah. So it's, and you know, there's people donating four or $500. So it's, it's the community's coming together for her. And, uh, a couple of the legions bought presents for her boys and new bicycles. So it's, she's getting a lot of support that she needs. Well, and that's, that's the great thing about small town America is whenever you hope this never happens anywhere around you. But mm-hmm. when it does, I mean, there's a lot of good people out here, no matter what the news wants to tell you, mm-hmm. there's just a yep. ton of good old boys and good old girls out here. And we, we love God. We love Jesus. And we know we would need them to help us. So therefore we want to help our neighbor just like they would help us. And that's, I mean, if you got to try to reap the, or reap the positive out of this somehow, and if, if that's all we can find right now, it's just, <laughs> that's the only good right now that's came of it. It looks like. That is exactly right. You know, and, and I, I'm married. I've been married to my wife for two years now. I've been with her six and, uh, I don't, you know, today is day 41. I don't know what I do for Same. 41 days, not yeah. knowing what happened to her, you know, even vice versa. If I went missing. Yeah. Oh, I know it. I just, I know it. I, I, so, um, are, are David's parents, are they locals there? Um, are they alive? Oh, so yes. David's parents were actually, actually live, um, on the outskirts of Sac city about probably five miles from where his truck was, truck was found. And David grew up, uh, I believe in Sac city or around Sac city. Okay. So he's a local then. I mean, he, he was a local. He knew where he was, where he was at, where he yeah. was going. You know, I can't, like ima- I can't imagine the anguish that they must have in their hearts right now, not knowing where their little boy is. I just he, cannot imagine. Yeah, and that's what we thought. You know, maybe he got out of his truck and had a medical emergency and was trying to walk to his parents. So we searched areas going to his parents, and it's like I said, there's just there was no trace of nothing. Yeah. Yeah gone and you know even if even if david was i mean i hope i'm wrong but even if he was murdered or something he just, it's still a deal where you need to bring him home and give the family some closure and allow mm-hmm. him to move on because this living in limbo you know you i i've watched unsolved mysteries before um on netflix and one of them was these two kids that just went missing and they they this parent took her kids to the playground turn their, her attention from their kids for just a few seconds and then boom, the kids are gone and they're still gone. And the everyday living with that of like, I don't know where my kids are at. I don't know if they're alive, if they're dead or anything. I just, that's, that's even worse. I would think. It is. And that's where, you know, it's, we got pretty lucky with the United Cajun Navy. Cause like I said, we had that missing man around my area and uh, he had been missing for a month and a half in the, the sheriff's department in this, cause we're in two different counties. I'm kind of like on the border of two different counties, but anyways, this man had just 
walked out, you know, we didn't find a car. We didn't, so they, they weren't able to search. So we were lucky that the United Cajun Navy was able to find him while they were searching for David. Right. Just to give his family closure. Now, speaking of the rumor mill, and we're talking about other people now that have been reported missing up there. Is, is any of that true? Like I've read and it's probably on social media somewhere, probably not a, an outlet that could be trusted necessarily, but is it true that like there's been more than one abduction or, or people seeing sketchy things going on, except it didn't quite end up as somebody gone missing, but they saw some stuff that was really weird happening. Are, are any of those rumors true? Or is that just all Facebook jargon? Well, it depends who you ask. I, I had a very good trucker buddy who called me, and uh, he said he had a buddy that was driving truck uh, through my the town I live around, and he said there was a, a car in the in the center of the road with its flashers on, and uh, they were just kind of waving him down, and he slowed down, and uh, he had been on the phone. This guy driving the truck was on the phone with his boss, and his boss just told him, just keep going, like, don't worry about it. And I guess this car flipped around on him and followed him into town. And then once he got into town, they turned around. I mean, there's there are reports of people doing that. Um, Not really any reports from the sheriff's department of doing that. Right. But I think I, in my opinion, I think the sheriff's department. I don't. You know, I work with these guys on calls and whatnot, so I'm not saying anything bad about them. But uh, you know, I'm sure they're they're probably tired of hearing every, you know, people thinking every little thing is, is something, you know, I can't imagine just with everything going on, with what people think and take out of proportion, but I'm, I'm sure there is. Yeah. But I mean, your information right there is, I mean, that's what we would call around here, the good old boy network. There's no reason. Like if you know the guy that this happened to, that somebody would just lie about that, not in a situation this serious. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I, like I said, I think there is some of that doing and, you know, it's just hard because even if somebody does call the sheriffs, they're going to be gone by the time the sheriff gets there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Investigated. Well, and you, and you read stories, or at least I have of, of cars claiming to be broke down on the side of the interstate with their, with their flashers on somebody is standing out behind it, trying to wave somebody down to help them out. And they end up somebody, some good Samaritan or tries to be a good Samaritan, gets out to try to help them, then gets ambushed from people that's in the bushes behind the behind the weeds over there. And then they're raw Yo, blind. The exactly guy right. Yeah, and then they're raw blind. The people get in their car that was supposedly broke down, take off, and now you don't have any money, your cell phone, your wallet or anything. And you're just standing there at the side of the road. Or even worse, I've heard them somebody stopped by to help the car, they kick the shit out of the guy that was driving the good Samaritan and then steal both cars and take that car too you know yeah yeah exactly and you know that it's you know a similar situation could have happened with david you know yeah but he was on the off ramp and he went to stop or i you know just any any possible thing you could think of could have happened just because there's nothing that yeah what actually happened yeah i mean all you can do is just take the facts that we have right now and that's it Mm-hmm. We know exactly that he made right. it. We know that we, he made it with a load of pigs from the place he picked them up to this truck stop that was closed. And what happened after that is any. It, and the other thing we know is his truck for some reason turned right instead of left once it got to Sac City. Yeah, and yeah. I I believe they did see his truck 
the the truck stop four and twenty highway four and twenty they do have dot cameras there i do believe they saw his truck on them cameras but it was too dark they weren't able to identify him Mm. okay so So you would i mean reasonably you would say that he was driving as he went by but there's no you can't see his face necessarily yeah you can see the the semi but you just can't see his face and that's it because when uh the united cajun navy first stepped in that's where we met is that that sparky's Okay. On uh, Highway Four and Twenty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is it's just certainly a mystery. A it massive, is, and it's massive I mystery. Feel so bad for his wife and his kids. You know. Oh, yeah. I know it. I know it. I'm. I'm glad to. Like I said, if nothing else positive comes out of it, at least the kids got taken care of during Christmas here, and you know, I. I can't imagine. You know. I can't imagine if Jess was missing that I would I would be thinking too much about trying to find Christmas presents for Alden. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that'd be hard. Uh, yeah, that'd be very hard. Yeah, but well, I am so glad that you uh, reached out and and we exchanged phone numbers and you mm-hmm. keep you keep our phone number because if something happens, I mean, give us a call. We'll bring you back. I mean, I I, I don't. Yeah, I, like I said before, this in my opinion. And in my heart, this guy is part of the ag community because he, he, even though he might not be growing corn and soybeans, he's certainly hauling something that consumes our our corn and soybeans. And and I I want him found. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. And that's, you know, that everybody else wants him him found. And, you know, everybody prays for the best. And like I said, it's growing. I think it's going cold. But uh, no, I was glad to find, get your email right. And, uh, bring you a little information and talk to you guys for a little bit. Yes, absolutely. You on the phone the other day and it was a good time. Thanks for bringing me on. Hey, yeah, I really, for letting us know all this really appreciate it. Like I said, you, you're, you're the boots on the ground, the real world up there. Whatever I read is probably going to be two or three days old. So if you hear something, reach out, we'll get you back on here. Yeah, most, I most definitely will. You know, I don't know how much more will come, but, uh, yeah, I most definitely will do that. Well, you just never know who's listening. You just never, ever know. And I have yeah, no idea who I, listens to this show. I have no idea you listen to this show. So all it takes is just that one person. And it's highly unlikely that they're going to hear it from this show. But all it takes is just that one person to hear or to think of something and 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 turn this thing going in a different direction where maybe we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Like I said, you know, I was just when I heard the podcast, you by yourself and about it, I just, I had to rewind because I was just like, did he really just start talking about that? And I, you know, it's just good to, good to see that other people know about this and have heard the story. Cause you know, if he is somewhere, you know, people could look out for it. That's right. That's right. Um, that's right. And then the other thing is, is, I mean, just use this folks, just be careful when you're out there on the roads, just know what could happen. Be, be situational awareness is what we call it when you're being yeah. a pilot is yep. situation. Always pay attention to the situations going on, going on around you. And it seems like it's never more important right now, especially in your neck of the woods. But I, if this can happen up there, I mean, you guys are just good old country folks, just like we are down here. If it can happen up there, it can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just small town America around here. You know, everybody farms, drives gravel roads. I mean, it's just, yeah probably like how it is down where you guys are exactly exactly well buddy we're going to move on with the show chris larson thank you very very much for being a part of the b&b program today and you keep in touch my friend 
Sounds good. Thanks. Can't wait to hear this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe later on today. You never can tell. (laughs) That's perfect. All right. Thank you, guys. You stay in touch. God bless. Will do. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that was a that was a great call. I like to know that we have people with boots on the ground in the real world up there. It's just a sad situation. Mm-hmm. It's but tough. It's it tough is. to think about. It's tough to hear. Yeah. You know, whenever he said, you know, if this is my wife that this happened to, I don't know how I would function. Yeah. And it'd just be <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. That's about all you could do. I yeah. can't imagine. Like, how do you try to go back to normal? Especially, especially if the husband, which I assume in most cases, the husband's a breadwinner and... You know, how do you just get back to life? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well. That's tough. That's tough. It really is. You know, I had a stack of stuff here to read, but I just, Mm -hmm. we've been going here for an hour. Okay. We might be able to do another one later on this week or something. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I think I'll leave it, but um, something that happened to me, switching gears here today. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, I run on the treadmill or outside. And a lot of times, some of my best thinking that I actually do during a whole day is whenever I am sucking wind on a treadmill or running (laughs) down the road. I don't know why it is. Like, I will think more clearly in a day doing that than what I will at any other part of the day. Have you ever had that, like, an exercise type high to where you can just think better when you're blindly doing something like working out? During my workout? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. No. While you're working No. I'm focusing on my muscle groups. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> whether that be my lungs or my buttocks or my calves okay. or <laughs> whatever it is like that's what i'm thinking about i'm not thinking about certain so whenever i was going downstairs this morning to run get the old blood pumping uh throw on pandora and it's going to play what it's going to play and a song came on and it's not what you would think is a good running song not at all but i like the song and as I listened to the song while I was running, I was like, boy, these lyrics could mean so much more than what most people probably think they mean. And the song's a very popular song right now. But <sighs> let me read you the first lyric. You might know the song. I, I guarantee you somebody out here that's listening right now knows the song. Okay. But the first lyric. I have no idea where you're going with I know. This. I know. I told you okay. th- this is going to be a blind react for you. Oh, Okay. The song is White Horse by Chris Stapleton. Do you know that song? I think I've heard it. Okay. It it starts out with the lyric, this love is getting kind of dangerous. It feels feels like it's a loaded gun. Oh. Okay. Okay. My mind is turning like a cloud of dust. My heart always wants to run. And then the chorus, that's the first verse. Then the okay. chorus says, if you want a cowboy on a white horse riding off into the sunset, if that's the kind of love you want to wait for, hold on tight, girl. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. You've heard this song, surely. I don't know. Anyway. So basically, it's a love song. Okay? okay. It's a love song that a guy is talking or he's written for his girl, right? That's the way most people probably look at it. For some reason, my brain went to the person on the white horse is Jesus. Oh. And once I got that in my head, and I, I at that point, I listened to the song again. And Jesus is the one on the white horse saying this to us. This love is getting kind of dangerous. Feels like it's a loaded gun. I mean, he's saying that to me. He's saying that to you. And, and the reason I think it's relevant is because it's almost in today's society in, in America to love Jesus 
feels like a loaded gun because there's going to be a lot of arrows coming after you. Persecution. Yeah. Okay. So I, I started as like, man, this is this is kind of unique. And then my mind is turning like a cloud of dust because, I mean, we're always in a state of chaos. My heart always wants to run. It's easy huh. to turn and run from it mm-hmm. instead of instead of facing it on and taking okay. the arrows. Okay. So I'm following you. If yeah. you want a cowboy on a right on a white horse, Jesus is singing this to you, riding off into the sunset. It's that kind of love you want to wait for. Hold on, girl. I ain't huh. there yet. I just I don't know. I heard it and I was like, my God, that could be a Christian song. Huh. You know, context. You look like your your brain's kind of interested. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go listen to it, you know, or if you're going to play, are you going to play close it for us? Okay. Yeah, okay, we're going to okay. close. But, okay. So here, here's this, here, here's the second verse of the song. Someday, maybe you could have your way right now's just not the time. Some things a man's just got to do. I wish you could change my mind. <laughs> Imagine Jesus singing that to us right now as Americans. Huh. I don't know. I Maybe I thought way too much into it. But you definitely did, but I like it. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I can follow exactly where you're going with this. Can you? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to hear the song. So I'm not really and I may that have crazy. To, and I might have to hear it once or twice to be like, oh, now I see what Ryan was saying. And it's by Chris Stapleton, who mm-hmm. hands down is the one of the best singer, songwriter, performers, guitar players. I mean, he is hands down one of the best. Yeah. I'm going to say ever, but definitely today. To me, Chris Stapleton is so good. Like, he doesn't have to tell you that he's good. Like, he just... And he's not cocky and arrogant about it. He's just like that good of a performer or just that good of an artist. He's got so much vocal talent. Yeah. Like you don't care that he's not chiseled cut, you know, cookie cutter Nashville type artist. Yeah. He is just flat ass raw. Good. Uh You know, Uh but that's what I thought whenever I was running today and I was like, man, this could be a Christian song. So that's how we're going to end the program today. Okay. Okay. If, if you're cool with that. Say prayers for um, Sarah and her family. That's right. That's right. But as we roll into 2024, let Jesus Christ be your cowboy on a white horse. Mm. That's what I have to say. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Yes. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. We will see you next week, my friends. Adios. Adios.